big news, Paula. We are selling No Wrong Answers again. It's back, baby. If you didn't get a copy the first time through, or even if you did get a copy and you shared it with someone and they were like, whoa, this is great. I'd like a copy. It's available in a couple different places. If you are in Chicago, you can go pick it up at Four Sided. There's three different locations in Chicago. You can do curbside pickup. It's very great. It's beautiful. It's kind of cool. It's so cool that it's in a shop. It's so cool. And at Four Sided, they have it set up so you can... um. Take a look at the cards. They have it set up, which was very cool. I went in there. I saw it. People have played it, which is very, very cool. Very cute. You can also go to nowronganswersgame.com or find us anywhere on social media and order your copy. Um, we they, uh, They'll ship out very soon. You'll get one. It won't take very long. Yeah, we're doing another printing and we'll, uh, we'll update you as you get your order. It'll happen sometime in February. Yes, you. It's not. It's not the same as the pre-orders. They're here at the printer. We'll figure it out. Just place the order. Uh, and if you don't know what No Wrong Answers is, I suppose we should also say that Josh and I co-created a card game, um, No Wrong Answers, non-burning questions to kick off conversations, conversation topics uh, that are weird and hopefully ones that you have not talked about before. In fact, I pretty much guarantee you have not. Um, Topics are like, what cereal mascot would you kiss? And like, what would you eat or what would you bite if your teeth were indestructible? They're great for Zoom. Yeah, it was, uh, I will tell you that I've had a lot of conversations uh, around times when it would be inappropriate to use jazz hands. Yeah. Yeah, people have opinions on that. You didn't know you had opinions on it. But now that you've heard it, you have a snap judgment and you won't, you'll die on this hill. And there's no wrong answer. Um, so yeah, they're great on Zoom calls. They're great if you're like stuck with the same people in quarantine and you're like, I have heard this story about the time they studied abroad in London so many times that we need something else to talk about. We got you, boo. So go to nowronganswersgame.com. Check that out. Or you can pick it up in Chicago at Foresighted. Thank you. If you could be anything, why not? Ooh, it's a night recording. It's being earnest after dark. Ooh, we're going to get real saucy with this one. Hey, Josh, send those kids out of the room, listeners. It's time to talk about adult things. I hope you're all in your bedrooms (laughs) and over 18. That was that's that's really creepy out of context. I didn't that that sounded like I was soliciting something very different than like <laughs> I was gonna try to take it as like uh like like oh the kids are out of the room and then I was gonna be like time to make Earl Grey tea and like talk about anxiety, but I kind of like that we're, you're getting right into it. Yeah. <laughs> you're like send me some pics. <laughs> you up? <laughs> yeah, we are recording. In the evening, uh, listeners, this is not a thing that you get to see, but we generally record in the mornings Ooh, on Sundays. Spoiler alert. Um, usually, uh, we start, re- we're about to record, and I send a link to Paula, and she's like, Give me five minutes. I need to make 13 more coffees. Mm-hmm. And, and then uh, I show up 20 minutes later. And then I'm like, clearly, like, have thrown on whatever clothes were closest to the bed. Yeah. But tonight, we're doing it at night. And that's why we're both wearing ball gowns. <laughs> yes. 
Some of us treat podcasting like an occasion. <laughs> I'm wearing evening gloves. And it seems like, I, I think that there's, you know, I don't want to call a shot here for the rest of this episode because we don't know where it's going to go. Please call but that shot. We use a software that allows us to name ourselves when we come into the the call that we're on. And Paula and I both... I, I logged on and made myself Josh with an exclamation point at the end of it. And Paula, without seeing what I had named myself, named herself Paula with an exclamation point. So, so our brains finally melded into one. Into one. How easy. <laughs> one, one incredibly anxious person. <laughs> Ooh, just one person who's nervous all the time. Yeah, one person who was hoping that things felt better post-inauguration, but on a daily level, it feels very similar. Oh, uh, you know what? It does, but like, it, don't you just kind of feel a little more hope? Yes, definitely. Oh my God. I don't, we're getting back into the politics. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I walk in my house, I just carry a boombox playing I'm walking on sunshine, even though I'm having panic attacks. <laughs> Welcome to Being Earnest, a very sincere podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Paula. And we're here to bring you the sincere and earnest topics of the day. Ooh, everyone's talking about it on the street. Or maybe I guess this week, the sincere and earnest topics of the night. Ooh. Putting an of the night at the end of it makes it sound so much more Dickensian. Like, ooh, it's a lady of the night. Ooh, it's a it's a uh, an establishment of the night. Ooh, ooh, it's a podcast of the night. Ooh, it's an audio medium of the night. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, it's two thousand dollars of improv training of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's being trained at multiple theaters that are no longer open of the night. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Josh, what's our topic today? This is exciting. I get to say the topic this week. <laughs> our topic is cold-blooded. Boo-boo! Yeah, I know that you normally do the, like, finger guns sound afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in this case, it's relevant because... Paula, we're we're two cold-blooded killers. <laughs> you know us, if you're listening, if you're listening to us. We're kind of America's favorite murder podcast. Yes, exactly. You know, Josh and I love to come on here. We love to say, have you heard the news about the serial killer? Bad person. Bad mm-hmm. person. Clues galore. I read a book about it. <laughs> I actually even have a degree in the the brain parts of this serial killer, and we'll talk about that, why they did what they did. Ooh, it's seven-part episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's so scary. You're not going to sleep tonight, and tomorrow doesn't look so good either. <laughs> as biting as the two of us might think that we are in terms of our wit... <laughs> Um, I, I'm imagining anybody listening is going, what? Yeah, no, we are we are the least, we are the warmest blooded people, maybe on the airwaves. Yeah, we're, we're probably not very cold blooded. No, we're not. Like even in moments where I should be vindictive and cold blooded, like, like an internet argument, 
Oh, how many internet arguments are you getting in? I don't get into any internet arguments. I'm very yeah. conflict diverse. You avoid them. Yeah. <laughs> You're like me. Yeah, but like, exactly. We're not cold blood. But like, imagine like someone is like, I don't know, making fun of one of our friends on the internet or saying something mean to someone and you like rush to their defense. Like, it's still a very, it's not like a biting, cold-blooded, like, I'm going to rip you apart limb from limb. It's very, like, now, I don't know if you've thought of this before, but you might be a poopy head, <laughs> if that's all right with you, sir. <laughs> if you don't mind, I would love to hop into the DMs to discuss this further and find how we might find common ground. Yeah, right, exactly. You're, we're, like, still trying to change them. Yeah. I feel like every time I try to argue with someone, it's like a, like a soccer player or a basketball player arguing with a referee where they like kind of come up to them and they're pleading and they're like still civil. And they're like, sir, 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 I cannot believe what your eyes just saw. That cannot be what that my truth is different than your truth, sir. <laughs> I can see that for you. I can see that for you. Like, yeah. I think, I think my arguing um, is kind of more like a, um, I guess like a, like a hockey game when you throw a chair at the Zamboni and then you realize <laughs> your mistake, but you're already being let out yeah, sure. <laughs> and you're like, please, I didn't mean to. I just reacted. I don't know. My body just, I just threw hands. Get out of here. Yeah. Um, I, I've been to a hockey brawl. Yeah. Isn't that a crazy fact? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. There was a really bad hockey brawl at my college. And like, for some reason I went to a hockey game and like <laughs> shit went down. Like in the stands too. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. And, uh, and uh, this one guy, um, got in a Canadian got in trouble, uh, for taking a, a chair and, and throwing it across the ice like bad. And, and it was pretty cool actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say what it, I don't mean to be stereotypical here, but I mean, how often do hockey brawls, break out in Minnesota. I have been to one hockey game and, and one ball <laughs> broke out. Yeah, so 100% <laughs> of the time. My time. Yeah, exactly. Man, I would, I would love to throw something at a Zamboni. Really? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's not going to be hurt. That feels like the perfect amount of a show, like showy. <laughs> Without anyone actually getting hurt. Yeah, right. No one the Zamboni. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's the difference between us being cold-blooded and warm-blooded is we're like, I do want to express myself through rage, but I don't want anyone to get hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will feel really bad about it after. Yeah, right, exactly. I'll live with the guilt. Um, Josh, speaking of, I, I think that we need to talk about how to pull off the perfect crime. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Our listeners come to us for one thing and one thing only, and that's advice on how to pull off the perfect crime. Yes. Now we've talked a lot about heists on this mm -hmm. podcast. So obviously we love heists. Um, this one is not necessarily a heist, but I think you can have it in the back of your mind as, as that. Sure. 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 Cold blooded crime. What, how would we pull it off? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we need to think of the right kind of scenario here. And I think it's probably like a, the chicks or Taylor Swift or any other like, uh, like country ballad where a man has done our friend, our, our friend wrong. And we're going to go kill him dead. Oh, we're going to goodbye Earl. Yeah. We're going to goodbye Earl. Uh, we're going to goodbye Earl a guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Perfect. Um, I think that we 
Uh, I think that first off, um, we overplan. Yes. Uh, I think I make us matching t-shirts that say off to do crime and then a little nickname <laughs> for each one of us on the back. And a number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we're a, like we're a intramural sports team. Yes. Yes. Uh, and I spend a lot of money and I get to doing a lot of small talk with the guy at the t-shirt company and I tell him exactly what's going on. Sure, 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 sure. Well, I'm a blabbermouth, so that is already going to get us in trouble. Yeah, I think for me, um, we talked about me being conflict diverse. I think I would uh, absolutely drive myself insane with all of the like flowchart options of the different ways that things could go, knowing that like in a crime, something shit always hits the fan at some point in it. But me trying to anticipate that and having a various series of like mm-hmm. code words and oh, protocols. So you're saying, saying full on paper trail. Also for legal purposes, we're not killing someone. We're just like bringing him into the woods. Yeah. And whatever happens, happens. We're just dropping him off in the woods. It's like that episode of the Sopranos. We're just dropping him off there. Yeah. Tied up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, I think that, uh, you and I would both have absolute crushing guilt. Oh yeah. Oh, I I, I thought that was a given basically (laughs) that the two of us would throughout the process, wake up in a cold sweat being like, why are we doing this? And have to talk ourselves down from the ledge. And then for the rest of our lives, uh, feel like we couldn't really connect to anyone in our lives, no matter how much we love them because our, this deep, dark secret was haunting us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would throw up every day. From the guilt. <laughs> <laughs> Even as a small child, I had so much guilt that I like once when I was little, my parents couldn't find me. Mm-hmm in the house and they ended up finding me like facing the corner of the wall in my room. And they were like, Josh, what is going on? What happened? And I was like, I'm giving myself a timeout. I did something bad. What did you do? I don't know. My parents oh, couldn't no. get it out of me. I just was punishing myself. Oh no. You know, I once did pull off a perfect crime. Okay. And I think I'm ready to talk about it on the podcast. Okay. Wow. When I was in second grade, oh, my mom listens to this. I can't believe I'm going to tell you this story. When I was in like first or second grade, I had the same teacher for both. Doesn't matter. Looping. Yeah. Um, I, this is so much, it's, it's probably going to feel good to get it off my chest. Sure. Definitely. We had to color rabbits for Easter. Mm. Kind of, uh, I would say probably like two feet long cutouts of rabbits. Sure. And we were lounging. I remember it like it was yesterday because it was a perfect crime and it stays with you. And we were on the floor coloring our rabbits. Obviously, like the teacher was hungover. (laughs) And and I was, I guess I got a taste of attention. And I um, I gave my rabbit boobs. And the teacher walked by and I so quickly turned it into a design. Uh And then I colored over it. Uh, and I brought the rabbit home and my parents loved it. And for years that rabbit went up at Easter and every time I would see it, I would have the crushing guilt of knowing I did something so bad. I drew boobs on that rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) But when I tell you that no joke has ever in my life crushed the same way that it did in the floor of that classroom. And I feel good saying it. I feel good saying it. I remember every time I looked at that goddamn rabbit on Easter, I'd go, I did something terrible. 
you know, there's not a lot of moments in life <laughs> where someone someone tells you something and it just gives you so much clarity to the person <laughs> of who they are and who they've become. And in one anecdote, really just sums up the origin story of a, of a person. And so, Paula, I'd just like to thank you for for be feel to for like just feeling vulnerable enough to share that with me and feeling um comfortable enough to trust me with that beautiful glowing orb of the the core that is Paula and handing that to me both hands outstretched and saying here Josh here's me this is me here you go just Paula uh, it is my Joker origin story. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but when I tell you this... You want to know how I got these emotional scars? <laughs> <laughs> the joke absolutely crushed. And oh, the yeah. that I never got in trouble for giving that rabbit huge knockers. Wow. I mean, Paula, do you feel like you have closure now or do we need to... <laughs> this, or do you need to be brought to justice? Like, to, to, to feel fully, like... I... I would feel more comfortable if I lawyered up and <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in retrospect, like, like it, it was a hilarious joke. <laughs> oh, for sure. Imagine the Easter buddy just having huge jugs. <laughs> Absolutely enormous bazoongas. <laughs> I'm telling you, in that one moment, I was infinite. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Easter Bunny lays eggs. I don't know why we think the Easter Bunny is gen- <laughs> is like biologically male. <laughs> or a mammal. Yeah, or a mammal. Yeah. So, so that is all to say, I don't think I would handle a real crime well. <laughs> yeah, sure, exactly. <laughs> Considering even this what 23 years later i'm like i should not have given that rabbit boobs yeah i mean if we were to rate like a movie the the crime that you committed that was like mild hijinks (laughs) (laughs) it's still g rated (laughs) yeah yeah like like comic mischief (laughs) do you ever watch a show where they do something real bad not not giving a rabbit boobs bad but like, um, like the Sopranos, like something like where like they commit a crime. Yeah, sure. And then as you're watching it, you panic because you're like, what will I do when it's my turn to do the crime? Yeah, I saw a TikTok the other day and I'm so sorry for not remembering who it was, but they did a whole thing where they were like, <laughs> what? It's probably a cool teen. Yeah, a cool teen. And they were, they had something about like, I'm off to watch my true crime documentary, which I love because on the one hand, I get to think about what I would do if I were in that situation and how I would have done it better. And also panic about what I would have done if I had been in that situation and how I wouldn't be able to accomplish it. And I was like, that's the exact emotion of watching a true crime show. Yes, yes, yes. I, I famously, uh, famously as in the last episode, finish the Sopranos and uh, watching like watching the Sopranos truly some moments I would go, I am not going to be good when they bring me into the mafia. I am going to be so bad at this. I do not want to do this. Well, I think that's important, right? I mean, so much of capitalism 
is about trying to find a niche of where you can be useful to society in like a monetary way. Right. Mm -hmm. But I don't think we treat our careers like with the same grace that we treat internships Mm -hmm. and like internships are about figuring out what you're not good at. And so are your careers to some extent. And I think there's a little bit of solace. This is my earnest advice of the week is that like, it's just as helpful to recognize in yourself that you're not going to be good at something as recognizing that you are good at something and it's okay if you're not going to be a good hit man okay if you are not going to be a good gun for hire it's okay you have other talents microsoft excel (laughs) (laughs) what would we do in the mob because obviously we're we're out when it comes to any crime. I'm 100% the consigliere. Like, that's the track. That's the career track that I'm on. Kill people. What? He's like the, the and I say he because famously men, but like, that. That's- no, no. Sorry. Like, the. have you seen The Godfather? Yeah. I'm a peacetime consigliere. <laughs> Oh, okay. You know, the one who's like figuring out the books and like is like trying to stay out of it, but like isn't in the family, but is respected by the family. I think you're, you're kind of thinking of yourself as an accountant. I I hate that, but yes. The consigliere, like that's the one that like, if a crime is so bad that it has to be taken care of by their best guy, he's going out. Yeah, I guess maybe there's more like, yeah, there's more diplomacy that happens there. I'm probably figuring out the numbers and figuring out the books and being like, there are more efficient ways for us to kill people. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, we could have one bullet and recycle it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like running an agile methodology training being like, well, when we kill people, why don't we just think about this in two week sprints? And we should think (laughs) about it like we're iterating, like every two weeks, why don't we come together, have a retrospective and think about how we can make the process better. (laughs) <laughs> like doing business training for the mob <laughs> what about you you know um as much as i like to think of myself in the mafia and this is not a woman thing um i think my place would best be the mob girlfriend that knows what's going on but doesn't explicitly know what's going on so she's in the clear Mm, so you, you know can gossip I mean? as much as you need to but you don't have any actual details i have no details <laughs> I can't provide anything to the FBI. I keep my hands clean enough. You know, like uh, I'm, I'm kind of a Carmela. I'm kind of a a Carmela Soprano in that I live in the big house. I, I get to keep the, the little stolen goods that come in. But at the end of the day, as far as I'm concerned, he works in waste management. You know, the best of both worlds. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, Oh, I don't know anything about waste management. Like, are you telling me, most of them don't keep money in a hole in the yard. I'm just, I'm just a naive mob wife. I'm just going to nice lunches, but here's, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. And yes, I do think Tony Soprano is kind of hot. Um, <laughs> I think that I do know what's going on, but we talk in codes. My whole life is a game of chess. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I say things like, well, if I were you, I'd go to the garden and move the poinsettias to the back of the posy station. And like, he knows exactly what that means. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, I, I can see all the pieces from my little area, but the FBI's got nothing. Yeah, sure. Totally. <laughs> I also like the idea that you're both playing chess, but with different codes. And you both are like, yeah, 
I'm going to the zoo today. <laughs> or uh, <laughs> or it's not chess, it's checkers. Yeah, right, exactly. I'm like, You're going to jump the red one and get a king from the other red one. And it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. And also in this situation, besides knowing everything that's going on, but not enough to get in trouble, I have the longest acrylic nails you've ever seen. <laughs> so long, I'm constantly going, clink, 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 clink. <laughs> Great hair. <laughs> Great, very tall hair. Big hair. Big, Big hair. hair. Paula, you revealed something to me before this episode that really kind of shook me in terms of my understanding of you as a person. You had um you so much about me today. I am. So we should record at night more often. We're so much more open and vulnerable. Vulnerable. Yeah. You had lizards growing up? Pet lizards? Yeah, Yeah, two two iguanas. What were their names? Fred and Wilma. Like like the Flintstones. Mm Mm-hmm. Fred and Wilma. Uh, and um, I don't know why we had them. Mm-hmm. I guess my dad saw them at a pet store and we got them. Mm-hmm. And we had a huge, he, my dad built a huge uh, cage for them. Like, a, mm-hmm. I mean, I could like, I could like comfortably, I could have played inside of it. Like it was probably like, I would say like five or six feet by like three or four feet big. Mm, like a coffin. Yeah. Uh, and you, you know, they were really fun when they were babies. Like they would crawl on you and they would crawl up on the curtain. And then those SOBs got mean. Those things got mean and they would just crawl and they would start whipping you with their tails. I've got a couple reactions to this. One, I was, I was, was, uh, maybe five or six. Mm, Yeah. I mean, I think what's surprising to me is that in knowing you and being friends for however long we've been friends at this point and 27 years. Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) womb to tomb, baby. (laughs) We, and you know, anecdotally knowing about your parents and having Mm -hmm. met them briefly on, uh, FaceTime, Y'all don't seem like lizard people. <laughs> That's actually the greatest compliment you could ever give me. <laughs> um, um, also, quickly before we do, jump into this other thing, what you described right there is also the plot of, it's also the big cat industry. It's Tiger King. It's like, they're really fun and they're profitable when they're when they're cubs, but then they get to a certain age and then they're they're terrible beasts. Absolutely horrible. Um, there was a period uh in the mid 90s where where the Skaggs family, I would say 1990 to 1996, we really went through a novelty pet phase. Mm. Uh, we were really trying to fill a hole that truly only a dog could fit. And we did have a dog at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had lizards. We had a uh, uh, parrot. We had um, rabbits. We had hamsters. Interesting. We almost got a raccoon. And my biggest regret is we didn't get that raccoon. But truly, 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 like, it. when I tell you shit was different in Alaska, shit was different in Alaska. Like, like, yeah, you have an iguana and you have a parrot and that is just the way it is. Mm, yeah, because I was going to say that every one of those individual pets is a very different, um, shall we say, user persona, like in marketing or in tech, like yeah. a very different target audience and a very yeah. different type of person. Yeah, uh, we didn't have the lizards for long. I think we gave them to my dad's friend, Dale. 
Um, See, that feels right. That feels that right. Feels right. That, that Dale feels would right. have iguanas. Someone that named Dale right. almost always has a lizard. And the rabbits didn't last long. And this is kind of a through line of the episode because I, as a little kid, fed them poisonous plants and I killed them. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. So the first one wasn't a crime, Paula. And this one might be. <laughs> I think I was like two. And I was like, these bitches look hungry. Oh, no. I know. But Josh, you brought up uh, you brought up an interesting thing of a user persona for pets. Mm-hmm. So I think we should create who we'll we'll stick to reptiles. It's a cold blooded sure. episode. I think we should create what specific person has each one of these reptiles. Okay, yeah. Can I take it one step further? Even absolutely. So we own a reptile business, and we're trying to expand, and we're trying to offload some some uh you know we're overstocked on our <laughs> reptiles and we're trying to do targeted marketing campaigns from our reptile good. business um what's well, a good reptiles inc. Air, reptiles inc um reptili lillian uh scales for sales oh i like scales for sales i i i sharp tongue warm heart can't lose <laughs> Sharp tongue, warm heart, can't lose. Yeah. Except for their cold blood. They have cold hearts. But warm, whatever. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think here at Sharp Tongues, Warm Hearts, can't lose. Um, I think that we have an overload. We have too many reptiles. Yes, exactly. We yeah. And we're we're doing, the marketing is too broad. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's start, with, let's start with an iguana. Who's owning an iguana? Yeah, Did our we- iguana guy gave us too many iguanas. <laughs> our iguana guy gave us a pregnant iguana. And they laid eggs? I think so, yeah. Oh, I just can't imagine. We got to get these iguanas off the lot. We got it. We got to push these iguanas. So I'm thinking it's a guy, a single guy in his 40s. Mm, Interesting. Um, Because I was getting a real kind of, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll save this for another one. Uh, Yeah, I think iguana is maybe the like, upstanding citizen of the reptiles. Yeah, I think that's a good I think that's a good point. It's your um you might be a mayor of a of a small uh great plains city. Sure. Town. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not, not city, but like yeah, if you're a mayor of a little town in Nebraska, maybe you have a couple of iguanas. Yeah, totally. Totally. And they're like in some way kind of a metaphor for the way that you think about life. Like everything you you come back to, you know, like I always think about my iguanas. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what, you are a libertarian. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For For sure. sure. For sure. If you have an iguana, your favorite thing to say is to be a devil's advocate. (laughs) Oh, yeah. For all completely. And I think that you are not one, but you run with Renfair people. Interesting. Interesting. Because I was going to say that you probably love the movie Inception. You might also love the movie Inception. And maybe you go to it with your Renfair friends. Maybe you tag along once in the season, but you are not a Renfair. See, see, here's the thing is like a multiple, like a, yeah, like a Renfair friend group feels like more like rat pet people to me than iguanas but maybe there's a venn diagram here he is the one that does not have the rat mm. he's, their, he's their token non-renfair friend mm-hmm. you know and they it. like to say they like to say he's dale's the normal one but he's not yeah sure 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 yeah or like dale's not as big of a nerd as us 
but he and he absolutely is. It's just oh yeah, like, he. Like, it's just a different type of nerd. I also think that he is extremely passionate about something extremely specific, like um, <laughs> the iguanas. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you can go. So, but for, for real, I don't think you can. You can't dip a toe into the iguana world. Mm-mm. Because it's a whole setup. You got to get the lights. Yeah. Once you go iguana, you go full iguana. Yeah. Yeah. And you're probably, there's iguana chat rooms and message boards oh, and things God. like that. You're part of the iguana community. And I'll tell you what. Which is called Rain Forest Cafe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. I think you're meeting your bride on an iguana chat room. Mm-hmm. Are you being I, catfished? Who knows? Who knows? And I think that she lives in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And I think her and her sullen 13-year-old son are moving in. You'd never met before. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's kind of the start of this, this sitcom. Yeah, this romance. He's Arizona hot. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like I know that, exactly what you mean. A lot of toe rings. Yeah. But she is smoking. She's an Arizona hottie. You know, I kind of just want Dale to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I think in a way, he's the most earnest of us all. Sure. Because he loves what he loves. And what he loves his government not to meddle in anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Let's move on. Um... Hey Josh, here at uh, here at Sharp Tongues, warm hearts can't lose. Um, something bad happened. The warm hearts, the warm hearts are the homes that they're going into. Absolutely. How about Sharp Tongues? Your warm hearts can't lose. Warm homes. Warm homes. Um, something bad happened here, and I okay. didn't want to tell you, but here we are. Did, did we, we run problem. out of bugs again? <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't worry. Bug room is locked and loaded. That's totally fine. Um, we have so many pythons. Our pythons, I, I meant to order one python from the store, and I ordered 100 pythons. Oh, Paula, we talked about decimals. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I was so drunk. <laughs> I was drinking those truly iced teas, the new ones. And we got, yeah, were you, uh, were you... Our Python guy, whose initials I can't—I can only say his initials, but his initials are Jeff Bezos. <laughs> does a hundred pythons? And uh, so, what I'm picturing when I say the pythons are Burmese pythons, which are the giant—oh, the big yellow, boys—the giant yellow, horrible ones. Oh yeah, the ones with like the—it's—it's it's like when you're thinking about pythons, it's—it's it's the one that you think it's the like every single. One. I don't know. I wouldn't call it yellow. It's more like they've got a pattern on them with the print. And it's like when you think back to your like yellow. nature shows, your Kratz creatures, your more things like that. They're so big. I am looking at pictures of these horrible yellow snakes. I hate them. I wish nothing but horrible things for all of these horrible snakes. I was going to say you were dry heaving even trying to say the word snake. Oh, I, I do not like snakes i do not like them so i don't so the user persona here is basement energy yeah it could be parents basement energy yeah it could be their basement is where they really only feel like themselves energy mm -hmm. it could be garden apartment situation yeah, yeah very few windows 
Yeah, no, yeah, like as minimal windows as possible, and the only lights are coming from your gaming webcam. Oh, yeah, you definitely have like a lot of weird lights. Yeah. Now, you tell me how much you think. Uh, I guess they're technically albino Burmese pythons, those big yellow ones. Tell me how much you think they cost. I'm trying to decide if I want to go with a total or a per pound estimate. (laughs) 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 Um... I mean, they've got to be upwards. It's got to be like somewhere between one and three thousand dollars, like upwards of a of a K. You're looking at five hundred bucks. That's a steal. That is a steal. Now these are newborns. Oh, so you got to raise them. Yeah, yeah, you got to raise them. It was a hatchling, but uh, yeah. And so you that's five hundred bucks, and you're choosing between male and female. You're telling me that I would only have to put $100 of my own money into it if I use my entire stimulus check to buy three hatchling pythons? Yeah. Yeah. And you are uh <laughs> and you are getting it the next day after you order it. Like via drone? I <laughs> uh, I don't know, but they do this website does have now it is $45 shipping. This website does have a hundred percent ironclad live arrival agreement. Huh? Huh? I mean, it feels like an amazing deal. You know, sometimes you don't realize that you need something. And then when the deal is presented to you, you have to say yes. Yeah. Are we becoming snake people? I don't think so. Hopefully. Oh God, we're becoming snake people. I hate them. Yeah, I don't like the idea of any pet that could take me. No. Could, like, actively destroy me. And and actively wants to. You know, like, a dog, uh, uh, my cat, I mean, Tallulah, you know, could, could end us. But she chooses not to. Every day she chooses not to. Other uh, point, though. Yeah. It would feel good to be held. Oh, this is, it is, I am realizing I have a snake phobia, like talking about this. Mm. Horrible animals. I think also, don't, having, not to spill your phobias, but I think you've also talked about the fact that you get claustrophobic. I'm very claustrophobic and I am picturing being hugged by one of those snakes. I would need a sword to <laughs> cut it. <laughs> Just cut you it into pieces. not want to let me into the albino Burmese python room. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Just so come like, out covered in blood. It's a guy in a basement. Yeah. Can I go on a tangent real fast here? Um, Paula, how do you how do you feel about weighted blankets? Oh, I like them. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, like, that's a good level of feeling trapped versus... Uh, you know what? I like to have my arms free. Mm. You know, I feel like as long as I have my arms free and I could punch punch around if I needed to. <laughs> sure, if you needed to punch David out. I don't think I'm getting that with the snake. Got it. Yeah. 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 I think that's fair. Okay. So, so he's, he's in the basement. He has a lot of lights. He's growing a lot of like weird plants, probably not drugs, but just like weird ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's like a, yeah, I feel like the starter kit includes a Venus fly trap, like predatory plants. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he buys this horrible monster of a python and he says stuff like, she's a real sweetie. Oh, yeah. 100%. You know, this is my girl. Yeah. That's my girl. She's real sweet. She's, it's like a freaking dog. That's what Yeah, right. And it's not pythons like get a, a real bad rap. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'll tell you what. And rap is a pun there because it's W R A A P. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that Python is sending him to the hospital at least once. Oh yeah, for sure. But it's you know because I mean? of you know just just too. Much. It's a love injury. Yeah, absolutely. He goes. I could never stay mad at my girl. <laughs> God, I hate that. I hate that so much. Betty over here, I could never stay mad at my girl. It's a perfect Python name, Paula. <laughs> Maybe I could get one. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got to do a frog. Big, green, wet-looking frog. Fro Paula, frogs aren't reptiles. Uh, they're cousins. They're close. They're amphibians. They're very different. Oh. They're just both green. Uh, all reptile. <laughs> no. Just badly, no. You know what? We sell it. We sell it at, at Sharp Tongues, Warm Hearts, Can't Lose. I mean, obviously, it. obviously we're here to save any animals, and sometimes we have to venture out into different types of animals in but order I'm to... I'm setting those pythons loose. I'm opening the back door. Mm -hmm. Goodbye. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to tell you, I think, a, I think a frog is a real quirky girl, late high school, early college, or just graduated college. Yeah, it feels very like manic pixie dream girl like yeah. yeah i've got this bullfrog named timothy yeah yeah I got sorry this. no it's it's like philippe yeah yeah <laughs> yeah 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 uh and she's like very cool hair um a lot of time on tumblr choke where's the choker the choker has some tattoos that you think that she should at this point feel are bad but she somehow doesn't mm -hmm. you know what mm -hmm. i mean she somehow has a way of floating through her room and attracting everyone's attention. And, you know, is she, she's just interesting enough to be able to be, mm -hmm. to like pull everyone's attention. Mm -hmm. And you're very good friends with her for the first couple months of a situation. You're very good friends with her the first couple months of college or the first couple months of moving to a new city. And then eventually you just completely lose contact. Yeah. Because that's kind of how she does all of her friendships at the end mm -hmm. of the day. She kind of drifts through friendships. And when they start getting uh, serious, she kind of backs away from there. Kind of backs away from them. Uh, she lives in Europe for a year. She leaves the frog at a roommate's. Mm -hmm. It's like, what the hell am I supposed to do with this frog? And then a couple years later, she comes back and she's like, I'm here to pick up Philippe. And the roommate's like, I gave him to an ex-boyfriend. She's got to scratch <laughs> this frog down now. Frog, frog detective. Frog fun. Frog's been set loose. And then they have, there's a, uh, a quirky yet heartwarming road trip where she needs to find this frog. But the thing that she really finds along the way is her own self-confidence. Oh my gosh. That's really good. That's really good. But she does not learn a lesson. No, not at all. Not at no. all. She's more of a vibe. She gets new frog. <laughs> a new Philippe. Yes. Which is funny because frog is also a nickname for French people. So it's, and she points that out every time. Every time. Oh no. I think her frog would actually be named like Sartre. Like some like like Rousseau. Yeah, 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 yeah. She took a philosophy class once. She ditched most of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love all these people, and I hope they all buy reptiles. But it changed her life. Ooh, I just uh, I just looked at my computer screen. Uh, I have a picture of a python. Bad. I think that's gonna do it for us. That's gonna do it for us. Thank you, as always, for listening for another week. We so appreciate you. We love you. We're going to do our signature weekly segment, Earnest Moment of the Week. This Earnest Moment comes from our very good friend and queen of Imatwa's, Steph. 
Uh, hi, Steph. Steph tells us, I was in the park and there was a dad standing there with his young daughter and his other daughter, probably 11, 12 years old, was jogging along the sidewalk coming towards them. As she starts to get close, the dad starts hooting and hollering in a really goofball, exaggerated way, cheering her on and stretches out his arms. And she, not quite yet in the teenage everything you do embarrasses me phase, gets to the quote unquote finish line. And though she put on a you're so weird face, she let him hug her and finish his goofy cheer. It was a very sweet family moment. Yay, I love that. I think that is the best, the best age of a human being is that like they're not like that like preteen. Yes. Because they're not like a teenager in the lessons of our teens stay with us, right? Like you like learn to like get embarrassed about stuff. But like that age, you're so weird. And you just like your weird stuff and you don't know that other people might not like it or that it is weird. I just think they're the best people. Yes. Yes. And you're old enough to have an actual like individual personality with an opinion that that opinion is wrong, but you have an opinion. Absolutely. Very weird, very wrong opinions. And I love them all. Also a little bit stinky. A little stinky. They all are. You know, Paula, sometimes I get worried that I know I can be goofy but I'm worried I'm not going to be dad goofy enough. I think you'll be dad goofy enough, Josh. Thank you. I needed to hear that today. Yeah. If you have an earnest moment of the week, which you probably did, you just got to look for the positives. Um, reach out to us at being earnest pod on all social media, or you can email us at the account being at gmail.com. Also, we haven't asked this in a while, but if you're liking the podcast, there's two things you can do that would just make us so very, very, very happy. Please. The first of them is to tell a friend and let them know that you like the podcast, it's making you happy, maybe it's the only thing keeping you sane in the pandemic, and that they should check out an episode and give them an episode to listen to that you think is good. Um, Secondly, if you haven't written us a review on Apple Podcasts, which frankly, is the worst application ever created for phones. It's so bad. But if you haven't given us done a rating and a review, it really, really, really does help. Um, If you wouldn't mind writing one down, um, you know, just talk about an episode that you really liked. Um, uh, Here, we'll write a review for you right now. Um, Paula's very cool. And Josh is also cool. I really like listening to their voices while I do my dishes. Done. There. Done. Easy. Five stars. Five stars. Uh, it truly helps us, especially as we try to grow this little baby. Yeah. Thank you, as always, to Ryan Cruz for our beautiful logo. You can follow her on Instagram at, at rbcruiser. And thank you to birthday boy Dylan Dutch uh, for the wonderful theme song. You can check out his music project, Death Love everywhere you listen to music and until next week just remember my betty my girl she's such a sweetie she's such a sweetie do not look her in the eye but she's such a sweetie have a great week everyone thanks everybody